HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Heritage Radio Network runs on listener support, and so does this podcast. Wait, wait. Agave Road Trip runs on listener support? I thought we ran on pulque and audacity. Okay, pulque, audacity, and listener support. If you enjoy Agave Road Trip, the best way to show your support is to become a member of Heritage Radio Network. You mean become a member of Heritage Radio Network and steal your friends' phones and add Agave Road Trip to their Apple Podcast subscriptions. (laughs) Yes, sure. Set up a monthly recurring donation of any amount and choose Agave Road Trip in the destination drop-down menu. Become a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Is this the part where I say, and if you don't like Agave Road Trip, tell your enemy to listen? No, this is the part where you repeat, become a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate, because repeating it makes it easier for people to remember. Oh, okay, got it. Become a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate, and tell your enemies to listen to us too. Monstruo de Agua Theater is taped before a taped audience. me, Java, hide me. Hey, Aholoto, what's the problem? Oh, I've angered the gods. Oh, little Aholoto, I've told you before, rain is natural, and it's good. It doesn't mean you've angered the gods. No, Java, that's not it. And I still think you're wrong about that. So what's up? My well? The goddess of the Magay? Yeah, that's the one. Why do you think she's angry at you? Well... Ajolotl. Okay, so you know how I'm I'm not welcome at Pulquerias? Right, because you're Monstro de Agua. You're literally the monster of the water. Yeah, yeah, that. So at first, I started making my own pulque, which was great. And you used some of Mayabo's special agaves? Well, they're all special, Java, but no, just... Let me explain, okay? Okay. So, I was making me some fine, fine pulque. And then I started looking around my garden in Xochimilco and thought, Hey, there's some gnarly ingredients here. Maybe I should make some curados. Oh, Maya, well, can't be mad about that. People have been flavoring their pulque for centuries. Come on. Java, can I finish? (laughs) Okay, sorry. So, as I was saying, 
I started using the ingredients around me to flavor my pulque, and then I saw it, a patch of barley. In such a milko? Really? Hey, Java, it's my story. So, anyway, I start making beer, but instead of just using barley... Do you also use the pulque? Sort of, sort of. About 30% of the fermentable sugars in my beer come from the unfermented sap of the agave. The aguamel? Yeah. But why should she be angry about your little homebrew? Well, that's the thing, Java. See, it's so good. I started sharing it here. Wait, you're putting it in bottles and cans? Yeah, yeah, try it. Wow, it's great. Sweet, refreshing, citrusy, but, but you know a whole lot. Majawell made pulque ferment so ferociously for a reason. Yeah, of course. She didn't want gringos to be able to take the real stuff over the border. So simple enough. I just tell her you're only selling it locally so she won't worry you're going to overexploit her precious agaves. Well, but... Oh, Wajolotl, don't tell me. Yes, dirty job. I'm tired of everyone being afraid of me. Vamos, monstruo de agua, they used to say. Now, with my canned monstruo de agua blanca de maguey, they say, hey, here comes that little walking fish with another delicious food Oh, I get it. Look, I know it's nice to be liked, but what are you going to do about Maya Will? Well, that, that's why I've come to you, Java. I thought you could help me. Maybe if you share the beer with her, she will find she liked it and she will accept it? Oh, oh Java, I did not come to you for advice for how to manage relationships with women. I came to you because, well... Honestly, why you are clearly the smartest co-host of Agave Rumpkin, who is clearly the most devious host. Well, that's true. Thanks for the flower, monster. <laughs> and it's see, and it's clear Milo has a little crush on him. Really? Oh, I hadn't noticed that. Well, that's what Lou says anyway. So I thought. Ah. He could help me find a way to continue sending Monstro de Agua Blanca de Maguey beer in both cans and bottles throughout the USA and make peace with Mayowell. Why didn't you just call Lou then? Just because I can walk doesn't mean I can dial a phone, Chapa. Okay, okay. Let me talk with Lou and see if we can figure out a way to allow you to continue sending your delicious monstruo de agua blanca de maguey beer to the USA in bottles and cans and maintain a semblance of peace with Mayawell. Thank you, Java. Thank you. My pleasure, Aholoto. It would be a shame if this year that pairs so perfectly as an accompanying man to Mezcal weren't able any longer in the USA. Now, give me back the rest of that beer. What? I don't even get a free beer for my efforts? Tune in next week for the next chapter of Montreux de Agua Blanca de Maguey Theater or get updates online on our website or at montreuxdeagua.com. In the meantime, strap yourself in for another episode of Agave Road Trip. Abba, dabba, 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 dabba,
I am Lou Bank. I am Chawa Periwan. And this is Agave Road Trip, the award-winning podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. And today, Chava, I want to talk about mezcal, the pick-me-up alcohol that makes you fertile but doesn't cause a hangover. Oh, really? Where yeah. do you get that one? Is, is there like a magical place where you go and get yeah, it's that called specific- Oaxaca. Oh. It's called Oaxaca. It's it all makes you it picks you up, and it makes you fertile, and it won't give you a hangover. Chavez, did you not know this? So it's like caffeine with everything that fertility clinics have been working for decades, <laughs> combined with the one thing that the alcohol industry has never been able to figure out. Exactly. Oh, wow. Now you understand, <laughs> right? It's four loco, but better. <laughs> I, I don't why no why why that one okay, okay. so so the, what I want to talk about are all these myths that I always hear and it's funny it's like um you know so I I grew up Jewish oh, right yeah. and and growing up Jewish like a lot of times you'll hear from people oh Jew, like Jews are you, they're rich as though they like like that's a compliment but it's a it's a stereotype and it's an inaccurate stereotype right I mean you have a house you buy agave okay. spirits okay that's okay that's fair um but you know but it's still a stereotype and it's inaccurate. And that inaccuracy in this particular case is really dangerous. Uh, because when something is healthy, that means have more of that. And with alcohol, that can cause death and blindness and a lot of organ malfunctioning. Well, this was this was the whole, it's the snake oil salesman thing, right? This is <laughs> This is why they had to start regulating alcohol is because back in like the early 1800s, People thought it made you healthier. And so you had all these alcohol companies that were that were basically saying, drink this and you will be healthier. And now we've got it coming back around again because I think, okay. this is my theory, Chuck. Okay, okay, there okay. you go. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to, to listen. Thank you. So my theory is it's coming back around because we live in this world that is primarily full of things that are manufactured in an industrial manner. So most of the things that we consume are made by machines. And then you've got not all mezcal, as we've said in previous episodes, but a lot of actual certified mezcal is made by hand using pre-industrial methods. And so people want to say, Oh, it's a different world. This is healthy for you. So, okay, I, I guess what you're trying to tell me is like in in the in contemporary psyche, something that it's closer to natural than to artificial, therefore usually must be more healthy. Correct. Though you know, you just got your vaccine, which I don't believe came from plants that's supposed to protect you from COVID, <laughs> right? Well, dude, there's a lot. It's it's like stainless steel. There's a few things in the planet that are more <laughs> artificial, and that's as sterile as it gets. Right, <laughs> which is exactly like if we're gonna cut you porcelain. Open- Porcelain. There's few things that are more artificial than porcelain. Well, I thought porcelain was natural. Really? Well, it's. It's it's well okay. Anyway, we're, 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 we're way gonna way get in. Topic. Yeah, we're gonna get into a lot of of a, okay, but but let's talk about the science of this, right? So let's let's take these one by one. When people say, you know, when I drink a, a, a mezcal, instead of feeling tired, I suddenly have energy. Okay, I have an answer for that. <laughs> I do too, but okay, I want to hear yours first. So my answer to that, it's a lot of people that they will go to more lively places to have mezcal. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, like there's not a lot of like scotch drinking salons with dim lighting and nice co- couches to drink mezcal. Yeah. So usually when they're drinking mezcal, they're in a loud, crazy dancing environment. And therefore, they feel more lively and more energetic that they will be drinking their scotch and, and crying out their ex-girlfriends or ex-boyfriends. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, so... Okay, I like I accept that as a piece of it, but the truth of the matter is, I mean, you know me. Like you've never seen me drunk. No, I haven't ever. Okay. Yeah. But when I was closer to not even not really your age, but when I was in my my early and mid 20s, I drank like a like not a fish because a fish would be dead. I'd be a I'd be like lox. I'd be cured fish. I drank a ton. And I can tell you, like if I was out at 1 a.m. And somebody gave me a slow gin fizz. I suddenly had all the energy of a marathon runner. I think all alcohol, even though it's a depressant, gives you a false sense of energy. Well, it it, it makes you not calculate for how much energy you need the next day. So it, it, it's almost like yeah, right. So you're you're swimming and you're like, I don't need the energy to come back. I'll just swim the rest. Okay, so let's okay, so let's go to that next day then. Does it cause a hangover? I've heard so many people say, oh, but when I drink mezcal, it does not cause a hangover. What's the deal, Chava? Well, you know, mezcal as any other alcohol, as, I don't know, name the worst alcohol that you know of. Rubbing alcohol. Rubbing, yes. So that's 96% (laughs) alcohol, 4% water. Oh, okay. Right? So mezcal, usually, in the ABBs that we so drink So what is it, that for a proof? It would be... I'm sorry. 192 proof. Okay. No, 194 proof. 194, yeah. thank you. Okay. And, and mezcal, we tend, to, at least us, we tend to drink it in the 45 and plus ABB. So that's 90 proof and plus. And that's also mainly ethanol and water. Right. There's not a lot, like, chemically... Yeah, there's tiny little beads of components that make mezcal taste differently to rubbing alcohol, but that's not... <laughs> Most mezcal. <laughs> not all of it, unfortunately. No, uh, we're not going to give names, yeah, no. uh, but I write at least, put it in the website. Uh, <laughs> no, I won't. Uh, but it's basically ethanol and water. And if you drink enough ethanol, you can either have an alcoholic congestion, end up in, in the hospital and die, yep, okay. and, or have a terribly hangover. And... Actually, hangovers are an extremely interesting piece of research. Nobody actually knows why we get them. Really? And no. At least, uh, you know, this book, very famous book, Proof, has a whole yeah, yeah, yeah. chapter dedicated to hangovers. Nobody really knows the the specifics of the origin of the hangover. No, and that's why nobody knows how to cure it. If you can uh. invent a cure to hangovers, you become well, the richest man in the planet tomorrow. And you see this everywhere, actually. You see, like, hangover cures in all of the yeah, bars. And, 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 the, and, and I'm sure there's stuff like, you put it, like, influx of sugar, you're going to feel a little bit better. You put an influx yeah. of caffeine to your body, like, it's going to make your body forget about that I stuff. I think what Madonna would do is she'd take a shot of B12 in her butt, and then she was suddenly able to record better, is what I read. I think she did that with Justin Timberlake, but I could be wrong. You read that in Busted, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But anyways... So it's not like it's 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 not true. I'm, so I'm true. you can have a hangover. So why aren't people having hangovers well, when like, they drink? I have two theories. Yeah. First one is you're drinking a higher ABB alcohol than you usually drink. Yeah. Therefore, your your body sort of adjusts to smaller sips. Ah. So you're drinking a 35 ABB scotch. 
right. taking like big gulps and at the end of the <laughs> night well I, i do i do you do you take big gulps of scotch uh, yeah if i can afford it uh but, but <laughs> that's even... <laughs> that's the world's best 7-eleven incidentally going and getting a big gulp of scotch anyway keep going yeah or suck it like like these are alcohols that your body is not like self-protecting well, hang, hang on actually let's talk about that for a second i didn't mean to divert but now i'm gonna okay, divert no. okay because sake isn't distilled no it's fermented it's, right so is there stuff like if i i mean i don't know how you do the math but is it easier to get a hangover drinking something that is undistilled like sake wine and beer than it is drinking a neat spirit forget cocktails because once you add all those other ingredients like you don't but, know but, what's going but, but on but that stuff might not be even relevant for hangovers uh that, that 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 is the confusing part about hangovers like if you were to drink I guess since we don't uh, know how they start well if you were to drink just a mix of ethanol and water do yeah. you have at the end of the night a higher uh, like a worse hangover than if you were to mix it with a little bit of sugar a little bit of caffeine and other stuff so so okay so in essence you can't tell me if you're gonna get more or less of a hangover from wine versus mezcal what i think that does influence is the amount of ethanol that at the end of the night you end up consuming and i think ah. with stuff that is easier to drink you might end up consuming a lot you know like people say if i mix alcohols i get really bad hangovers right. it's because you drank a lot if you were mixing <laughs> you had a you had more than a few drinks that night I, so yeah. your ethanol intake was significantly more than what just drank one or two things I, yeah, I think we covered this in another in one of our chat fests where I used to have that theory of the different pockets for different alcohols in my, in yeah, my yeah, liver. Yeah. And, and so as long as I never drank two of any one alcohol, I was safe. And there's a lot of popular culture about that, right? And Is there really? I thought it was just me. Oh, no, no not in the kid pockets of kidneys. Oh, like, okay, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're, okay. not, not everybody believes they're cows, but with their kidney. got a podcast with great content but you sound like you're recording through your 1984 AT&T wall telephone you need Roy or you've got a webcast that everyone loves but it just got taken down by YouTube because you used copyrighted music you need Roy If you want to sound like a god. Or if you want to sound like a head. Or if you just want to sound your best, you need Roy. Go to youneedroy.com. That's Y-O-U-Needroy.com if you want to work with Earth's mightiest sound engineer. Take it from someone who knows. You don't need experience to have an award-winning podcast. All you need is Roy, and you can get him at youneedroy.com. That's youneedroy.com. So, okay, so I think that I think that covers the yes, you can have a hangover. So, what about fertility? Well, have you have you been to rural Mexico? Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of children around, and <laughs> so this one is true. Well, the science is still weak, uh, but but just from the very loose surveys that we've done in Mescalero homes, uh, <laughs> of course, fertility, no. Like, again, it's mostly ethanol and water. Uh, if something reduces, probably it, 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 it sums in your desire of reproducing. Yep. It, uh, your capacities might be lower. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
increases desire, decreases capacity. I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that. But but you know, so it's funny. Like in Mexico, it's kind of an ongoing joke for me that whenever I'm sitting down and talking to somebody, whatever they're serving me, whether it's it's mezcal or uncertified agave spirits or beans or some kind of herb or tripe, inevitably at some point somebody's going to either describe that thing as an aphrodisiac or as medicinal or both. Well, because, it, you're, it, because you're a gringo, Lou. They're always <laughs> actively trying to sell you and stuff. And they've realized that if they tell gringos medicinal, aphrodisiac, one is going to make the trick. Right, right. Yes, exactly. So, so you know, but I what this does bring to mind is I, the men and women that you and I visit who make these spirits they will oftentimes bring out a bottle that's got a bunch of herbs in it. Marijuana sometimes. That is an herb. It yeah. is It is probably the most famous among my friends. <laughs> um, so they'll bring out that bottle that's that's got these herbs in it. And then, like, I, like I'll say to, to one of these guys, like, oh, I've got a little stomach ache today. And they'll go, oh, here. And they'll just rub a little bit on my stomach or tell me to sip a little bit. Or if I've got, like, oh, my, my, my muscles are sore, they'll, like, they'll rub it on that. Well, like, actually, all my aunts, when they realized that I had some sort of connection with agave spirits, the first thing they asked me for was a bottle of very high ABB agave spirit so they could put herbs and their own concoctions in there and they will use it to rub their, their bodies. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm no doctor. I have very, <laughs> very little experience with traditional medicine. I know alcohol can dissolve some components of the herbs. Right. So you, so you can make tinctures the same way you would do for cocktails. Ex exactly. Yeah. And, and some of those have active ingredients. I mean, that's basic chemistry. That, that might, might do, do stuff. Could perhaps. But here again, like we start floating towards this, it's good for you. And that makes me so uncomfortable because let's face it. Even if it's true, if like if you put something into a mezcal, an herb into the mezcal that is somewhat good for you, you drink enough of it, it's bad for you. And and this is a very contentious matter right now. Even the I don't know if the CDC or whatever organism in FDA, like one of the of your important organisms that tells you what's good and not good for your body in the U.S. Like a few months ago, they made this report when they were lowering the amount of alcohol. That was good for your body. Did, didn't they say literally there is no amount that is good for well, you? Well, yes. No no amount is good for you. Right. Like zero, it's better than plus zero. Right. And then <laughs> from there, the risk starts accumulating and a reasonable amount of risk, I believe, they even lowered. It used to be like one beer a day or something like that and or two beers for, ma or, for or men you'd, or you'd even read like a glass of red wine a day is good for the heart. And that's, that's not like... I think the conclusion of that study was zero. It's the best amount of alcohol you consume <laughs> for your body. And then it gets complex. You know, if, if you want to be more realistic about it, maybe the stress is going to kill you faster than, <laughs> than, than whatever. It, and maybe having a glass of wine will bring down your stress. It's a very complicated matter. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's not as easy and simple as saying how your body reacts to ethanol. Yeah. I think we have, we've, we're humans, we have mental health, we have physical health, yeah. and it all combines in one big blob. 
Uh, unfortunately, your PhD that you just finished last week, right, Lou? <laughs> yes. It doesn't give you all the credentials to give a final conclusion. Well, it does, actually. Okay. And here's the conclusion, Chava. Wow. We're all going to die of something. I want to die of Lalo's Arroqueño. I think you misunderstand how miserable is your Russes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I I rather drink an amount that gives me pleasure at a rate that I think that I am engaging with enough risk that might not give me years of pain. That's okay, my approach. Okay, then I want to die from the avocados that grow on your yes. family's land. Yes. How's that? I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we're wrapped. Adios. Hasta pronto. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lubank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. A Gabby Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. A Gabby Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly, eat responsibly too, and listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.